I'm podcasting because of moments like what just happened. I listened to the song Underdog by Alicia Keys, and twice I thought about the fact that the opening sequence was an acoustic guitar that was small-bodied. You can tell by the tonality and the muffled sound of what's coming out of the guitar itself. Now, a small-bodied acoustic guitar is not a standard instrument for most pop songs. The most common place that you're ever going to hear it is in music by Ed Sheeran. And then as I listened to the lyrics, I realized they packed in a lot of information and detail in a way that was very rhythmic, also reminiscent of Ed Sheeran. So by the time I was done with the song, I said, you know what? This sounds like an Ed Sheeran song. I wonder if they were listening to a lot of his music. I look at the lyrics and the production credits, and sure enough, Ed Sheeran is a songwriter on this. Not only that, he's also listed with Johnny McDade, Amy Wadge, and a couple others. If you haven't heard of Johnny McDade and Amy Wadge, I wouldn't be surprised, but you should know they've been involved with some of the most successful music coming from Ed Sheeran. Johnny McDade was a producer on Photograph and Shape of You, and Amy Wadge helped co-write Thinking Out Loud. Johnny McDade also helped produce this song. It's an acoustic sound. That's not popular on radio because you want to hear a lot of bass and a lot of crisp synths, piano sounds, and especially some hi-hats, right? It's noticeable there's not a lot of hi-hats in this song. Also, you need to hear more stacked vocals, a lot of high harmonies, a lot of reverb, and those elements are here, but in much lighter portions than you would expect. This is probably intentional. It's an R&B song, and it's made for Alicia Keys. It's not made to satisfy every listener. However, there are a few mistakes made along the way that I want to point out. First of all, Alicia's vocals were not given right reverb on the first chorus. She sounds like she's recording in a closet. Whether or not you want the lo-fi sound or any other type of music, that's not acceptable because it doesn't sound good coming through your speakers or your headphones. We have the technology to do this well, and it was not done very well. It might have even been recorded with a dynamic microphone instead of the standard condenser ones that you'll find in studios. Secondly, I was not impressed by the drums, or rather the percussion, because to say drums would be a little bit misleading, it wasn't really a full kit. You could hear a kick, you could hear a snare, and you could hear claps. There wasn't a lot of variation on it. It sounded like a loop, which isn't surprising to me. I know that Johnny McDade, who produced this song, likes to work with loops. But he could have mixed up a couple portions, thrown in some new bits along the way to keep you listening. Another thing that really threw me off was the fact that there was some harmonies added near the end that sounded like throwback. Throwback Alicia Keys. You could think about Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, those music on radio from the early 2000s. It was a nice harmony. It definitely engaged me. But did it make it feel modern, popular? No, not really. And that's probably the reason it only went to the low 60s. Another reason that this did not have a good feel to it, there wasn't any ambiance. You should be able to put some synths in, even if it's only very low. Even if the volume is so far down that you can barely notice it, it'll help pull the rest of the song together. It's important that pop songs, acoustic songs, any type of recording you do has some ambiance to it. Because that way, you can hear it as if it's in the context of a studio or another location. And context is very important for helping you become a part of the song. Where are the street noises, the road noises? This song talks about people at the bus stop or in a taxi. That would have been a no-brainer, and yet it's missing. Lastly, the outro on this song is reflective when it really should be a statement. Some, some pieces of music end with some lighter sounds. You know, the vocals cut to just the instruments themselves, and then the volume comes down slowly. That's fine if you're trying to think about the idea as you go to the next thing on the radio, 
But what you need is a hard cut right at the end with Alicia's voice. Because when you're the underdog, you have to emphasize that you're the underdog. You have to make it clear to every person that you're on the up and up, even though you may not be there yet. And yet this song does not end that way. Because why? Alicia Keys really has been successful. It's strange to think about her singing this type of song when in reality she doesn't seem to have been that or to be that person right now. So I don't think I can give this song more than four out of five stars, but I can't give it less than three out of five stars. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five stars. Put it on your playlist. It may find a niche, may satisfy a few music videos. Maybe you can use it just for nice listening in the background. No matter what, follow my playlist making of a hit on Spotify and you can hear these new songs every day. Making of a hit.